today with our second time with Katie. And today we're going to be talking about what's hot and what's not, what is in and what is out when it comes to building your business on social media. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It's my pleasure to welcome you aboard the Coaches Co-Pilot podcast today. On board this flight, we will be serving tools, tips, tricks, and strategies so you can have success working just 15 or 20 hours a week. I'm your co-pilot, Nicole Bandis, founder and CEO of Virtual A-Team, a boutique online business management agency. Now, please fasten your seatbelts and join us for this short flight to help you grow a thriving coaching business around your life. Katie, welcome back to the show. And for those that didn't catch last week's episode, remind us of who the heck you are. Yeah. So I am a social media strategist. I live in Denver, Colorado, um, and I have a social media agency, but I I haven't always been in the world of social media. Uh, I started my, my journey in social media back in the days of MySpace. About 19 years ago, I was helping bands with their MySpace pages. My form of payment was backstage passes to their shows. Um, and that's when I first got involved in the world of of online marketing. And I, I quickly saw what an incredible tool it can be when you know how to use it the right way. And uh, had a, a, a stint of marketing manager. I used to be a sports reporter, but now my day in and day out is all things social media. And I, I'm so excited that we're able to, to do two, two episodes together. That's right. Yeah. And if you did not check out last week's, I really highly encourage you to go back. We talked a lot about, um, you know, can you actually get clients off of social media? And, you know, what are some of the the tricks and tactics to doing that or, or not really tricks and tactics? We don't like to call them that. But what's the right way to, to uh, use social media to build your business? And today, I really wanted to focus in on um, doing something fun and talking about what's hot or not in social media these days, because most of us know that social media changes almost as often as we change our underwear. Sometimes for some of you listeners out there, maybe more often than you change your underwear. (laughs) But uh, it's, it's always changing. And for those business owners that haven't hired an agency or haven't, uh, you know, recruited somebody on their team to stay on top of the trends, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a good thing to sometimes refresh your, your resources and say, what, what's working today? So are you excited for this? I, I am. And you know, you say all that and I'm like, yeah, there's a reason I have a job. I mean, <laughs> This this is my full-time job and it's keeping up with the updates and what works, what doesn't work. Is this still the best practice? I mean, I feel like the year of of 2022 was do hashtags still work? Um, that was the the question of, of 2022 for social media. But 2023, man, it's I think that we're gonna be seeing a whole new, a whole new ball game. And uh Mark Zuckerberg. That little stinker, he likes to keep us on our toes uh, over here in social media world. 
Yes. Yeah. And we have, you know, whole new ball games with, you know, Elon Musk now running Twitter. And I mean, it's just, it's ever changing for sure. And it is definitely a full-time job. And, and for, (laughs) let me just put a little plug in here for you business owners out there that are trying to do the social on your own. This would be a good thing to delegate. This would be a fabulous thing to outsource. Get it off your plate so you don't have to pay attention to the what's hot or not. Um, (laughs) So let's dive in. And I know that you actually have a summit coming up that talks, goes deep into some of these. So we're going to skate the surface of it a little bit. But the first one we're going to ask, paid ads, hot or not? Man, and I think that with paid ads, it's... It's one of those things where, where is your audience? I So I am a huge proponent of organic social media. So getting the traffic in, nurturing that audience, using your social media as that awareness. However, like, you know, you just mentioned this, the summit that's coming up. Guess who's doing some paid ads? It's this girl. <laughs> and when you think about it, Paid ads are still a great way to get found by your ideal clients and customers. And I know it's hard with the privacy laws now, but if you think about it, it's no different than, so I used to work for uh, the DirecTV and AT&T and I did a lot of their media buys. So I would be buying billboards Mm -hmm. and a lot of the stuff I was, I was like, okay, well, commuters are driving through this. So this is, I mean, like that's that's one way of doing, you know, marketing and getting your message out there, just hoping the right person drives by with Facebook ads, Instagram ads, LinkedIn ads, Twitter, TikTok. You have the opportunity to be get seen by your ideal clients. And like I said before, I know with privacy laws, it is getting harder, especially with people on Apple products using iOS, but you can still target them a lot easier than just buying a billboard and for a lot cheaper. So paid ads do still work. I feel like it's it's a great way when you have something that you want to promote, like a sale or um, a, a summit or an event. It is a great way to get in front of your ideal clients and customers when you know how to do it the right way. Um, and then I'll, I'll wrap up this, this answer here. But for Facebook, if you are going to use Facebook and do ads, always go through the ads manager. Just say no to boosting. Uh, It is easy. It's quick. You can just get it out there. But if you have a post that's performing well, instead of boosting it, go through the ads manager because you can get a lot more reach on it. You can push it out on Instagram. You can do the audience network. You can get a little bit more targeted. You can implement your pixels. So I always recommend if if you are going to do some ads, Take the steps to do them the right way because otherwise you could just be leaving some money on the table. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. And I would add that um, while a lot of the things we're going to talk about today are really easy to DIY uh, and certainly very doable, paid ads uh, are not for the faint of heart. And if you don't have a solid strategy, you're just taking a lighter and a match to your dollars. Uh, they can work very effectively, but only if you're doing it the right way. Mm-hmm. And it's overwhelming if you get back in there. So, all right. How about scheduled posts? This is a big one. Hot or not to scheduling your posts? It's always hot to schedule your posts in this girl's opinions. Uh, and I think that with that, you have to use an approved scheduler. So 
I'm not affiliated with this company. I've asked them to be affiliated because I am such a strong believer in their product. But the one that I use is Loomly. And with Loomly, you can, that takes you through, it has a great interface of, you can see it in the calendar view of what the whole month looks like. And then you can also see how your post will look on each platform. So if you are posting to Instagram, you can see how it will look in in the grid and how it will look with upcoming posts so that you don't have two posts that look too similar right next to each other. I'm a huge advocate for scheduling your posts. However, with a little asterisk here, you can't schedule an entire month at a time it's with the videos uh, being such an important aspect of social media these days. So if you're in, and this was where I'm just going to go if Instagram is one of your main platforms, but if you're on Instagram and you're pushing out carousels, single image posts, and then one reel a week, you can schedule the carousels and the single image posts. The reels, however, you do need to look and see, okay, this is what's trending right now on Instagram. Or if you're not going to be using trending audio, video, anything visuals, this is where you want to have a talking audio. So you presenting a you know a, a myth or, or hot or not, you know, is is it gonna be hot in 2023? You know, so take that and make sure that it is relevant because you don't want to schedule out a whole month and then have, you know, something change. Like let's say like you scheduled out your whole month if you're like really into Twitter and you scheduled out a whole month about how great Twitter is. And then the whole Elon Musk thing came through and now you can be a Twitter blue member and all. Well, now half of your posts aren't going to be relevant. So you do need to make sure that you are scheduling mindfully. I like to, I call it build the skeleton and kind of craft out the entire month of bird's eye view. And then each week I'll go in and actually craft out that week's content to make sure that it is relevant. So big advocate Mm. for schedulers. And even Instagram has a built-in scheduler now too into their native platform. Mm, I like that. And, you know, just to add on to that, scheduling does not mean um, that you can do it once and totally forget about social Mm -hmm. media till Mm -hmm. next month. You know, you still need to do other things that we'll talk about for sure. but. it's not a, a do it and forget it kind of concept. Well, yeah. it makes your life easier. There's still things that you need to do to be involved. Well, and I was going to say too, really fast it, with this, you know, like building out, I call, like I said, I call it the skeleton. You can kind of have an idea and you're not like, ah, what am I going to post today? Mm-hmm. You have that kind of baseline of this is okay. I know that I'm going to do a, a value carousel on three tips about my business or three tips on X, you know, okay, well, now I just have to go in and and create it. And when you're making, when you're doing your social media, exactly what you said, you can't just set it and forget it. If you set out your, your, your posts for the month, you're in there just kind of crafting them on a weekly or biweekly basis. You can do two weeks at a time. It's totally up to you. But I do think you should be in there engaging just 10 minutes a day. I mean, mm-hmm. really 10 minutes that I, it takes me that long is to sit in the Starbucks line, you know, right. sit, use that 10 minutes in the Starbucks line to go ahead and scroll through social media, see what's happening, engage with your audience, comment on other people's posts, see what's happening with your, your feed. 
And it's going to make a world of difference. And it's going to give you a lot more inspiration for what you want to say in your next post. Hmm. Good stuff. Yeah, for sure. All right. Our next hot or not tracking your follower count. Uh, Not, not fun, not a, a fan of tracking followers. If I got $5 for every follower, then maybe. But right now, I think that with follower count, it's it's a vanity metric. And really, you want to be focusing on how you can cultivate a community of your biggest fans and business advocates. So going viral, I mean, going viral, everyone, I mean, I'd love to go viral, but it's not a business. As strategy. long as you're not COVID, right? But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to remember that one. I might, I might totally take that one from you, but (laughs) I mean, but going viral is not a business strategy and follower count. And it's so easy too, because I, I mean, like, this is the thing, everyone, you can buy followers. You can, if I wanted to go out and buy 10,000 followers today, I probably could do it for like a hundred bucks. I'm not saying to do that by any means that you want to show up. And I know it's slow. I know it's not fun, but showing up day in, you know, I don't want to say day in and day out, but week in and week out, creating valuable content for your community and your fans, they're going to want to tell their friends about you when you have a sale or or an event. They're going to want to show up and support you because they know how much value you bring and you will grow organically with the right people in your network. So follower count, I think it's out. I'm hoping that I've been hearing that they're going to start hiding follower counts for years now. You know, on Instagram, some uh, vanity metrics like likes and video views, they're hiding those on different accounts. So I feel like follower count is going to be something that ends up getting hidden eventually. Yeah, I I hope so too. Because I mean, unless you're like a Coca Cola where you have to have numbers to produce, you know, revenue. Most of us small business owners, you know, if we had a thousand clients, we would be like in hog heaven. So Mm -hmm. in order to get that, we don't need a million followers. You know, most of us are going to be happy with a hundred really solid clients. So you don't need that large number to get that number of clients. Exactly. And if you think about it, that was a great point. And even with podcast downloads, I, you know, I, I speak mm. at a lot of these different events and, oh God, it gets so annoying. You know, how many downloads do you get a, a week or how many downloads per episode are you? And it's, again, I feel like that's another vanity metric. If you have, I'm just going to say a hundred downloads per episode, which if you go to some of these events are like, oh, that's it. A hundred people are tuning in to hear what you have to say. I would love to speak to a room of a hundred people on a weekly basis. Oh yeah. And, and the same can go for your social media. Okay. So you have 200 followers, you have 200 people that want to hear what you have to say. Imagine all 200, all 100, all 50, whatever your amount of followers are, whatever your podcast downloads are, or your your video views are, take those and actually translate them into real human beings and imagine them sitting in the room with you because I promise you it's not going to feel like you're talking to crickets anymore or that it's it's not as big as you want it to be. Take those numbers and actually put faces behind them. 
Mm, yeah, uh, 100% agree with you on that. All right, our next hot or not, DM drop-ins. <laughs> oh, God. I, I mean, like, the, <laughs> this is the thing. I am a huge proponent for authentic DM conversations when it's not weird. I, I, I feel like LinkedIn especially has got a huge problem with these, as you put them, DM drop-ins. And when you have somebody that just randomly drops in and is like, hey, come buy for me, or hey, I think I could sell to you, or you, you would like my product, we all hate getting that. So how can you show up in somebody's DMs authentically and make those connections? I mean, honestly, that's where the magic happens, is, mm-hmm. is in the DMs. One of my favorite ways to kind of get access into someone's DMs is through their stories. So on Instagram, if you're watching their stories, and so, so I recently shared, uh, I, I just started journaling in 2023, and I did a story, an Instagram story about how this is something new for me. And you wouldn't believe the amount of people that responded to my story saying, that's awesome, you're journaling. I've been journaling for years. Here's some, a tip that I do. Or, oh, that's a cool journal. Where'd you get it? All these people were, were responding to my story, basically getting free access into my inbox and a conversation starter. Mm. So it wasn't weird for me to be like, oh, well, thanks for the tip, you know, blah, 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 blah. You know, I didn't say blah, but I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> right, right. it opens up the door for like, for more conversation. And I wasn't offended. I didn't think it was weird, but if you show, if you watch someone's stories and you have an authentic comment and leave it on their, their story. It gets you into their inbox and you can have that authentic conversation and really see what kind of relationship, business opportunity, collaboration opportunity can happen. You know, I think the difference there, if I could kind of summarize that from what I'm hearing you say is rather than uh, going into the DMs with your own agenda of selling to this person. You're going into the DMs with the purpose of extending the conversation and seeing how else you can connect. And I know a lot of us, like I'm totally jaded to the point where I don't care if it's on LinkedIn or Facebook or whatever. If it's somebody that I don't know and they send me a message that says, hey, how are you? I'm like, yeah, next. You know, I mean, <laughs> thank you. Like, next. Yeah. Right. You know, and they could be the most genuine person in the world. But if they come to me and they say, Hey, I saw that you posted this. And I was wondering if you had um, thought about that, or I really appreciated you sharing that piece of information. Then I'm going to come to that with a very different mindset than if it's just a, Hey, how are you? And then, would you like to buy my product or service? Yeah, <laughs> you know, yes. I'm like, really? It's just, it's taking that time to put the other person first. Yes, it's mm-hmm. going to take more time because you actually have to pay attention to those individuals, but it's much more genuine and you're going to get a much better engagement response from that. Yeah, exactly. And the story, I feel like people, and I know we're talking a lot about Instagram on, on this episode here, but there's so many different ways to post content on it. There's so many different ways to show up. Whereas, you know, there, there's the stories, there's the feed, there's, you know, video, there's live video. There's so many different ways that 
you have an opportunity of connecting with your audience on whatever way they best consume content. Yours truly, myself, I am not one a short form video consumer. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'd rather I'd rather go through a carousel post and read a long caption. That's just the way that I best consume content. But my one of my clients, and this is one of the things that's great about having the opportunity to be on so many different social media accounts. So like one of my clients, I can see what her feed's like. Girl, all it's all it's all reels. It's only reels. I, I can't remember the last time I saw an actual picture that wasn't an ad in her feed, but that's the way that she consumes her content the best. So right. you have so many different ways of showing up, connecting with your audience and really having more opportunities to, to have conversations, authentic con- conversations. I, I know that Instagram's get, gotten a bad rap and I'm not, I don't work for Instagram, but I mean, I think that it, it is still one of the best platforms out there to create conversations in, in a variety of ways. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Okay. Next hot or not dropping emojis in comments. <laughs> Please for the love of God, can we just stop like the three fire, the three heart, the three clapping emojis. That is not a comment. That is not how you engage with somebody. I, I, I can't stress it enough that that is not a way to form connection. If you think about it, when you're commenting on other people's feeds, not only are you helping the creator accounts uh, out, you know, their comments help the algorithm. So, I mean, not only are you helping them out and driving conversation on their post, that's real estate on somebody else's, you know, feed. If you leave a great comment, and their followers see, wow, this is a great, that's such a good point. They're going to want to comment as well. And they might head on over to your account and be like, I want to follow this. I am Katie Brinkley person. I love what she said on, you know, Nicole's post It's such a good point, but she has a lot of other great points to share too. So think about it that way where you show up. And if you leave a genuine comment, it helps the creator account. And it also helps yourself out by potentially being seen by more of your ideal clients and customers. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly on that one. You know, it's to me, and I hopefully I'm not going to offend too many people here, but it's kind of a, hey, look at me. I have nothing to offer, but I want you to look at me anyway, kind of, um, <laughs> you know, statement. It's, it's just the lazy way to engage with somebody else. Uh, and And it's not that effective overall. So... Um, yeah, I'm totally not hot on that one. So <laughs> hot or not live videos. Yeah. Um, I think that with live video, uh, and, and I, I mean, I'm, I didn't grow up with a, a smartphone, you know, I, I, I grew up alongside of a lot of this technology, you know, I grew up alongside of my space and social media. I, I mean, I, I remember doing DOS commands into my computer. And so we're not used to navigating all aspects of our life. That being said, showing up for your audience on live video can have massive results because it allows them to see you as a human being. It allows them to see like, yeah, this, here they are in their office talking directly to me, uh, stuttering, saying the ahs, the ums, the awkward pauses. And with in a world of, you know, 
filters and 15 mm-hmm. second videos, live video really brings out a whole different world of authenticity for your business. So live mm-hmm. video, I'm not saying you got to do it every day. It should be a part of your social media strategy though. I love that point about the authenticity because we do. And, you know, now, um, you know, as of the time of recording this, this Lensa AI is uh, taking off with all of these amazingly beautiful artistic photographs of ourselves, but there's nothing authentic about that. Mm -hmm. They're very cool. But uh, it's kind of like the next level of filter for sure that's taking off at the moment. Uh, so I love the fact that you kind of make that point about authenticity. Um, that's, that's yeah, I love that. So let's then move into now that we're talking about videos, and this is a little bit of a, uh, a little bit of a disconnect from social media, but so a lot of people still consider it social media, hot or not, YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. And and it's, I love that you said it that way, because I feel like a lot of people think of it as social media, but really it's a search engine. Google owns YouTube. Um, and if you're, if you're not creating video, like you said, live video, you can go live on YouTube. Uh, but if you're creating a podcast or even if you're like, I don't know this whole video thing, I'm still trying, just trying to dip my toe into it. I feel comfortable doing shorter videos like TikToks or reels. Well, guess what? There's YouTube shorts and those have an amazing impact on how you can grow and getting more subscribers to your content uh, or to your account. And this is where I think that with uh, YouTube shorts, it's, it's owned by Google. So if, again, if you're pushing out the right type of content, you don't need to have a ton of, you know, like uh, SEO into the, the captions or anything like you do on other platforms or hashtags. If you show up and have a great hook about what the short is about, so the shorts are, are are really, you know, sixty seconds or less. I found that the 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 best length is between fifteen and thirty seconds for these shorts, but they're showing they're they're pushing them out like crazy. It's like Instagram was back in you know at the end of twenty twenty one when they first mm-hmm. launched Reels. They're just pushing these things out. So take the opportunity to start creating YouTube shorts, because if you can have your social media, you know, the, the short form video with a ton of SEO behind it, which is Google, I think that's a win-win opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And anything you can do to elevate yourself above your competition in the search engines is going to be beneficial. And sometimes SEO optimization can be a little bit challenging and tedious and mm-hmm. takes time, but this is a shortcut to doing that. So it's it's kind of a no-brainer for sure. Mm-hmm. Now, Katie, I know you have a uh, something juicy coming up that's going to really dive into a lot more of these hot or not kind of topics. So tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. So uh, at the end of February, 2023, I'm uh, hosting the Social Profit Lab. There's going to be 40 speakers there. Uh, some, and we're going to talk everything about what's missing. What's that one piece from your business that if you implement it, it's going to have massive results. Whether it's, okay, they're on their, your email list. Are you actually sending them a weekly email? You know, uh, uh, Should you be optimizing podcasting? 
uh, how are you as a leader? Are you uh, delegating right? Or is there, is there a problem with your sales funnel? Or, you know, are you showing up and not selling the right way? Is that why you're not closing? So four days, 40 speakers, uh, and it's going to be a, a great event. Um, lots of lots of really great topics and uh, live panels, live sessions, and a lot of great uh, options for people that sign up for the VIP. But guess what? It's free um, if you would like to attend live. And it's uh, at the Social Profit Lab. Dot com. So socialprofitlab.com. I hope you join. Yeah. And we will, of course, put that link and all of the other links that we talked about here on uh, the show in the show notes so that those of you that are out driving around or hustling your butt on the treadmill, we've got all of those details for you and you can take advantage of that. Katie, thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed having this conversation with you today. And look forward to having you on again in the future, for sure, because social media is changing all the dang time. It is. Thanks so much for having me. And for you listeners out there, if you enjoyed this conversation, I want you to pop over to your social media channels and talk about it. Talk about what you learned. What was your biggest aha or takeaway from today's episode And be sure to hashtag Coaches Copilot so we know that we can join that conversation right alongside of you. Thanks so much. We'll see you next week on another awesome flight of Coaches Copilots. We thank you for flying with us today. We truly appreciate your business and look forward to serving you on a future flight.